Hello and welcome to the 66th and hopefully final episode <laughs> of the Chicken Chess Club podcast. My name is Jan Gustafsson, coming to you from a beautiful hotel room in Amsterdam where it's raining nonstop. But one place where it never rains, sun always shines. We have top 100 player of the world, <laughs> Laurent Fressinet in Paris. Laurent, how's, how's life? Life is good. Uh, we couldn't record the last few weeks because of... Uh, I will blame Peter on that. He has this new new Please. hobby. New hobby, this golf, which is taking him like half of his days or more even. So, yeah, it's nice to, to be back. And uh, a lot have happened in the chess world. I followed it all in great detail. <laughs> Peter Heine Nielsen coming to us from, I don't know where this is, Vilnius, uh, Cholet. Cholet, exactly, and excellent pronunciation, I think. So that's uh, that's true. Yeah, I'm here back with my, well, you know, f- for the weekend and uh, sort of, uh, well, as Laurent points out, um, I, I'm doing a lot of golf these days. I'm basically trying to live like a golf professional, you know, being on the course early and, and, and training hard, although that to blame our lack of recording fully on that, I think would be technically quite incorrect uh, in a way. But um, enjoying a bit of break between, you know, Magnus had a long stretch of uh, of tournaments, so there is a bit of a pause there before he will start playing a lot of again. So, so I'm I'm mainly focused on golf these days. I would say indeed, and improving a bit, but but not a lot. But uh, we have excellent weather here in Lithuania, although that of course now. I've drawn every curtains and the sort of uh, trace of, of, of real light. But in general, we have spectacular weather. So I'm enjoying it being outside uh, as much as possible. But it's only a break for the weekend, no? Because he's playing on Monday. No, that, that's, then, that's true. I mean, And then there is club, this European Club Cup where he's yeah, also playing. Yeah, it start, starts again. But I mean, you know, he was... Uh, during the World Cup, which luckily took took quite a while, as he, he did well, and there was a, a short break there. But you but you are right; he's playing, uh, I think, several. I mean, events. He's also isn't he registered for the Qatar Masters uh, mm-hmm. Open Tournament, for instance, and, and things like this. So there is uh, stuff to look forward there also on on, on the chess front. And uh, well, just so Gusti doesn't look lose complete faith in my worth ethics, of course, I'm thinking about it a lot. Uh, all day. I never and, doubted it. Thanks. And Jan, you are cashing in in uh, in Amsterdam, right? No, unfortunately, not cashing in. I do this new thing where I go places and I'm a guest and I do nothing. I get no <laughs> money, but I, I hang out and like uh, say, "Oh, interesting move there by by Vichy." Ah, so that, you are the yeah, new Lubo, yeah? Yeah, so you... Lubo is also here, so the old Lubo is very much in place. <laughs> I'm not sure I can I can match his energy. But yeah, it has a bit of a Monaco vibe. Like Lubo is there, um, yelling. Moves. I didn't know. I didn't Piquet know that. Showed up. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Interesting. I won a blitz match against <coughs> Smates yesterday, so I feel very strong. <coughs> Not sure I'm supposed to talk about it on the podcast, but according to my count, I won five three. He claims it's four three, but I think it was five three. So I feel. Highly qualified. I'm trying to only play other retired people. So today maybe Chuchilov. Chuchilov is also here. I think I could beat Chuchilov in Blitz. Yeah, for sure. No, Lubo as well. I mean, okay, play also guys. Piquet. I mean, all of yeah. them. But Piquet yeah, yeah, probably that... won't play, no? 
I think he will. He will, yeah? Okay. I think he likes chess. One of those people. Ah, okay. Yeah. What's he doing like? these days? I do not know. Seems to be doing well. I'm not sure if he's still involved with... Um, I think he was out of the Van Osterholm business and started doing his own thing, but I do not know any details. I lost. And that I watched the, the Equalizer 3 yesterday. It's a great movie series with Denzel Washington. I went to the movies. And it's basically Denzel Washington killing people. Because of the title, I always imagine instead of Denzel Washington, it's Peter Leko doing all the killing. It makes it a lot more. Awesome more title for a chessable cause, yeah? Yeah, the Equalizer Part 1 till 3. Highly recommend it. It was very violent, though. Sometimes you have to force a draw. So, Chess World, I followed in great, great detail from the movies, as closely as Peter follows just from the golf course. I followed the nakamura Carlson match, which was won by, by Carlson, was it? Correct. Yeah, the boss made their way to the final pretty easily. The boss won their matches convincingly. I can't recall a close... Ah, Naka against Maxim. Maxim was uh, actually Leading. doing quite some damage to Naka in the 5 plus 1 segment to some extent, right? Maybe uh, Naka manages to catch almost up in the end, but it's true, when it gets faster, he was crushing him. So, I mean... No, it was... I think it was... Uh, for Maxim, it was... I'm sure, actually. It was plus 1 for Maxim before the 1 plus 1. Mm-hmm. But then it became... Uh, plus five for Naka, maybe. Well. Yeah, plus yeah. four, plus five, yeah. So he basically lost every every single game in uh, in the one plus one portion. So I think also, I forgot which one, but Magnus also had a match where you felt it was competitive for a while until suddenly it was not competitive at all. And that mm-hmm. seems to be how Magnus and Naka do it, right? That Well, at some point they... Their opponents break, uh, break in a way, and points just starts rolling in. No, the the, the biggest surprise for me was that no, Magnus. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. The biggest surprise for me is that Magnus completely crushed our boy Wesley, who is there in Amsterdam, and he he since the World Cup. I mean, Wesley is. Not, uh, I don't know. He's not. I don't know what uh, what happened to Wesley. Yeah, yeah it's uh, rough to see. He didn't do well in this world team rapid thing. And here yesterday, I think he lost his first three games. I don't know. I always root for Wesley, of course. So I hope he'll get back on track. But it's been, yeah. I can't recall a stretch like that. In classical, it can go wrong for a while, but he's always been so stable in Rappel and Blitz. And now he's just he, he lost like twenty-two the... to seven against Magnus. I mean, this is, yeah. I mean, Magnus is a is a huge favorite for sure. But still, I mean, twenty-two to seven is really, it's half. No, I think when things go wrong, he might lose a bit of courage or interest there. But uh, it's not just the match against Magnus. It's really, yeah, of course, it's been up level. For a while. I don't know how these guys approach, uh, let's say, matches against Naka and uh, Magnus. I mean, well, you can take it very seriously and start playing uh, relevant prep, but there is so many games and such a small likelihood of uh, success. I, I don't know how one would do, would deal with these kind of things, to be honest. Also, I'm not sure what relevant prep is these days. I think Magnus and Naka, they play all kinds of things and mostly people... Well, for instance, I think Wesley was playing 1b3 in the 5 plus 1 against uh, Magnus. And, uh, well, I'm Danish and it's the, the last Nimsovitz opening. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan, but I'm not sure it's the way to optimize fully your chances against Magnus. For instance. 
Wesley has a great DVD. It's a secret weapon, maybe. He was trying to, trying to advertise it. I have given all the arguments I have if your opinion you know, changes the conclusion, so be it. Yeah, no, I don't know what's going on with Wesley. I would assume, although it's always been the case, he has all this traveling from Minnesota to Europe or wherever he's going that it costs a lot of energy, but it has been the case for a while. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I hope he gets it together. I always root for Wesley. But here it's rough because he was told at the opening ceremony that he's not supposed to play Berlin. And maybe it was a joke, but uh, I'm sure he's trying to live up to it. I saw him play French in the first game. (laughs) And come on, just play Berlin Wesley. No one's going to kick you out of the tournament. Fine. <laughs> no, they say Petrov, sort of, uh, uh, on the back side of their player's card, there should be some kind of sentence like where it says, okay, don't play the Berlin or whatever. Mm. That would be reasonable. Yeah, so so the final was just very exciting. I actually I missed the, the middle of it. But yeah, the 5 plus 1, 1 plus 1. I, I, I might watch even the 3 plus 1 just... In replay, you know. I, I thought it was a very interesting match, and I think it was incredibly popular. At least that was the impression I got from from people on on Twitter. Someone might know the the viewership better, but I thought it's very fascinating to 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 see. Yeah. And like for three hours, you get a lot of high quality and very interesting chess. I thought in the beginning Magnus was kind of dominating chess wise and result wise, but. Um, I mean, well, it was clear that he is the, the better player. Nakamura could compete to some extent uh, from a practical perspective and not make the score too bad. But he was generally getting uh, strategically outplayed, I would say. But then came a phase where I think Nakamura won three games in a row in some beautiful attacking games with sacrificing pieces. One, he was uh, even sacrificing the queen, giving mate. Uh, mm-hmm. And Magnus was basically you know, giving a cl- clapping signals and such. And I think the... Naroditsky, who was giving commentary, was saying, okay, you just have to go for Magnus's king. That's how Nakamura is doing it. And, um, well, then came this phase where it just looked like, okay, Nakamura is just uh, crushing him. But Magnus managed to fight back. And I think even in the one plus one segment, which I really assume should be uh, Nakamura's uh, best discipline, I think Magnus managed to come back. And I think in the end, he had like a you know, plus two score with time running out. Earlier, it was actually the reverse. It was uh, Nakamura, you could see, he was letting the time run out. And uh, it sounds strange, but, um, well, I think it's one and a half hours for five minutes games, one hour for three minutes games. And sometimes in a drawn position, or even I think it was a position where Nakamura was like made in free, he would just run the clock down simply because you are ahead. And Mm -hmm. it feels weird in chess, but it's completely standard, for instance, in in basketball. And... um, well, in football, yeah, exactly. It's it's a bit of an awkward, uh, awkward thing, but it's also pretty cool in a way. And I'm just giving away that at that point, Nakamura was so dominating, he was doing it. In the end, of course, it became a race against the clock for him. I think he was down two points and basically mm-hmm. wasn't a must to win. He won it. He had time for one more game. And um, it was very complicated. First, Magnus was doing kind of okay. Then Nakamura took over. And in the end, Nakamura could give made in free with a rook sacrifice. He didn't see it. He played a move that looked crushing, but Macris could sacrifice two rooks and force perpetual, and the match was over like this. You can argue that, yeah, this is not top quality chess missing uh, made in free. On the other hand, you can also argue it's incredibly interesting, uh, and I think many enjoyed it. So I thought it was a very interesting uh, spectacle that was, uh, you know, 
quite gripping to to watch was my impression at least but my impression as well like uh, you you Jan said that the opening didn't uh, it didn't don't really prepare but Magnus was doing very well I mean he was getting some kind I mean like Naka was playing at the end of the match he was playing uh, Steinitz delayed Steinitz I mean this D6 G6 I mean he already he always had some some copy position and as Black uh, Magnus was playing the Sicilian where Naka was playing three bishops before, and well, more often than not, I mean, he was just slightly worse out of the opening. I mean, that that is, uh, I think, uh, not 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 true. I mean, Naka did bishop c4 based on preparation and, and got some quite decent positions. Uh, you think at so? Time, I would say also. Well, you saw he prepared at the end of the match. He was not getting decent positions. M- maybe not, uh, but he also. I I cannot. Uh, give you the stats here. He was also, for instance, he was playing the Queen's Indian, so he came with some kind of preparation. Yeah. I think there, I mean, opening matters to some extent, uh, but of course not, uh, I mean, but also they matter in terms of volume. You have to play 30 games. It's not enough just to prepare for, for, for one opening, uh, for instance. But it's more, I don't know, you call it opening culture or broader knowledge than being prepared for yeah, one for specific sure, for game. Sure. No, I mean, you can switch and you still know set up all the moves in the area. I, think. I, I understand, to... but still I think that Nakamura, for instance, it's not like he thinks, okay, let's just do the Queen's Indian. Of course, he must have prepared that a bit. He's thought, okay, if Magnus does this, how should I respond to that? And so on and so forth, right? Um, but, um, well, you can see they end up playing several systems. Also, this, uh, this sort of delayed Steinitz that uh, Fress was mocking a bit. I mean, it was clear something he had to pre- prepare to some extent, at least. I got yeah, but he was... This D five positions and also in Berlin, he, he stopped Berlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was suffering against one E four. That's my. It also it often happens. You run into some problems with whatever your main opening yeah. or your game plan is, and then you switch to something, and there it might not be so well prepared. But it can be a way to try to get a game, whatever it is. This delayed silence. So just feel okay. no. They have some world championships. Championship dynamics, just in a very, very quick way, right? That somehow, okay, this opening got into trouble. I have to come up with something new, and uh, it is kind of interesting. I mean, I and also, quite... yeah, what I noticed that Naka generally, even against Maxim, he played one some modern, you know, like one G six uh, as white. He played some cup, but against Magnus, he doesn't do that. There is a lot of uh, uh, respect. I mean, like he thinks he has to, he has to play main main lines and. Uh, do something good in the opening. Yeah. So that's a big, big defense. I think that they see it as something competitive and that they care quite about yeah. it. Although that, uh, well, of course, they even applaud each other. They smile afterwards, both of them, when they, they lost uh, uh, their matches. But um, Best friends. That's a bit, I have no clue. But, I mean, I like that it's actually very competitive. It seems to be something that they're taking quite uh, seriously. And it's perhaps also... I mean, the only format where we don't consider Magnus as a considerable favorite. I don't know if he's considered a favorite at all. I mean, I think after winning yesterday, he said that he's happy he won, but he thought he could be much better than he was. Uh, and that, that could be correct. But, well, had there been odds before the final, I don't know who would have been the odds favorite, to be honest. They are making these smart predictions. It was 60-40 for Magnus. Mm-hmm. To my Did Nakamura win last year, I can't recall. Yeah, he won last he year, won but last he, he lost. He lost uh, twice in sixteen, seventeen. 
I think last oh. year he Nakamura of 16 and 15 won. He was leading by a considerable margin. Then Magnus stage a quite impressive combat to be uh, sort of uh, lose the the final game or something like this. And yeah, but I know you know why Magnus lost last year. And was it really last year? It's only once a year. Yeah. Okay. It was last year. I remember. I was uh, I was commentating. Okay. On I that have match, mute, muted you. Sorry, Daniel. And uh, and uh, actually, it was the same day as uh, the World Cup final. Ah, you're right. Yeah. So he was completely shocked that fans lost. He's a big, big fan of uh, of fans in general, and uh, of the soccer team in particular. But it was also something like there Nakamura won basically based on two seconds or something like this, as far as I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very close. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, still. Yeah, congratulations to to Magnus. As I'm sure. Yeah, he must be quite pleased. Yeah, back uh, back on the right side of things with the World Cup and now, as Peter mentioned, I think it matters winning the speed chess championship, especially against Nakamura in the finals. So he's back. So being on top, not that he ever left, but he had these slightly shakier classical events earlier. And now he's back to crushing. I think yeah, in, in spring and such, right? I mean, he didn't win Norway chess. He didn't win uh, Wyke. And maybe also, oh yeah, the, the tournament where I joined him, he didn't win in this uh, championship chess, chess tour, right? So, uh, yeah. so when Magnus applauded Nakamura for some great moves. Was it similar to this scene in the Queen's Gambit where the old <laughs> champion stands up and applauds young Beth Harmon? Like similar vibe? Or how do you have to picture it? Not fully, I would say. Uh, also, we noticed Magnus changing shirt during. I mean, you think he's superstitious? Or he just thought, okay, stuff it. I spilled some water. Let me get another one. Oh, I don't know. Things don't work. You change something. No, I think that he doesn't. Not sure yeah. his superstition or like maybe rather have he changed shirt than his coach. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, no. <laughs> and follow up question for Laurent. You said in football it's normal that they let the time run out in the end. Uh, I've never seen this. Just French players get injured a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Against Belgium, we are famous. Yeah. For that. Belgium are still. Uh, oh, still. That's actually. Uh, so, so the fun part. I mean, we enjoy that. That's uh, Belgium are still complaining about that. It's rare uh, that I, you know, give praise to international sporting bodies. But I think uh, not FIDE. FIFA has done a good job there. Why sort of uh, adding so much extra time? It actually means that uh, France yeah. will start uh, cheating less, and the game becomes more interesting. <laughs> and, uh, so. No, it's a pity that to see great players like Mbappé, you know going and uh, just uh, dragging out the game with somewhat unsportsmanlike behavior. Uh, the rules, sh- well, the rules should prevent that. I can understand the players do it if it helps them win something, but uh, then, then it's a fault of the organizational body. And I think actually the FIFA did a great job. But if you had too much extra time, you might not have time for the price giving. You need time to hug and kiss everybody when it's over as well. Uh, yeah, again... Um... Maybe you do, but uh, I think, uh, you know, I think that well, I, 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 you're baiting me to talk about FIDE. I'm like, I'll not take the bait. Never. No. A topic where I'm sure Laurent will take the bait is the ongoing saga <laughs> between Vladimir Kramnik and Hans Niemann. 
and Vladimir Kramnik and the rest of the internet. So Hans did not come to Amsterdam. He's he's in Mexico playing. I don't know where is World Junior Championship. World Junior. That's the third round. He was too amazing. He's still a junior, by the way. After all these yeah. years of drama, the guy's just playing some under twenty yeah. tournament. I think he was very much praising the the Mexican food. There was some picture there. I, I, it was I just before of, I lost. Oh, I pay a lot of attention. So let's to food let's let's here. wait. <laughs> so Laurent, fill us in. How did it all start? Kramnik played against Niemann and he played f six three five and so it was a let, let, or it was a friendly. Uh, hashtag, hashtag friendly friendly match on Chess.com. Friendly. So you just, as we all do, uh, I'm sure the listeners are doing that. You just connect on online. You just uh, find one player and you play against him. And it happens that uh, Kramnik uh, played against uh, Niemann. He played one game, uh-huh. Berlin, where Hans won. And then the second game, uh, Kamnik played f6, g5, and uh, Hans uh, he could give he could give mate in one, but uh, he resigned uh, instead. So that was it. And then Kamnik made a video on uh, Levitov channel. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure Peter uh, <laughs> uh, can comment on that. Uh, so he made a one-hour video on uh, analyzing. A blitz game uh, and other games. What was Hans' I mean, accuracy? Was it high accuracy? It was ninety, around ninety, I guess. But yeah, I no, know. I mean, well, like, he, he, he said, I just know it's higher against Kremnik. Yeah, no, but everybody. he's trying to find reasons. You know, you play blitz online. I mean, I see myself when I play blitz online. You know, he's trying to find reasons for for moves. You know, sometimes you just play a move and you don't really think about it. I mean, so he's trying to explain everything, and uh, yeah, it gives a weird impression. And then, and then, so it was not really. Um, I, I I didn't think the video was very very impressive, uh, uh, so it didn't prove anything. Well, and why, why why you you would cheat in in a friendly game? I mean, that's the first. Uh, Question. But I assume what people do is you you prepare your cheating equipment, then you go play friendly games on chess.com and you wait until you play Kramnik and then you switch it on. No, that's uh, <laughs> what the statistics say, I think. Do you talk to Vladi Boy in Amsterdam? No, I've I've seen him around. He seems in good spirits. He's he's talking a lot, I think, about um what's going on there and the math behind it, but I haven't yeah, got exactly. the details. Yeah. And of course it's fun to mock but as they say, just just because you're paranoid doesn't mean there's no one cheating out there. So I'm sure he has some points, but he seems very much into the topic. Let's say. So so he gave this two hours interview to to Kawana and uh, Kirila. Um, I mean, okay, again, uh, I, I'm not. Do yeah, we take uh, that I, personal? No, no. I think it, it was it was a good one. Uh, it wasn't. So it's interesting to, to listen to, to Kamnik talking about chess, but yeah, it's... But Laurent, real talk, don't you think, serious question for it, yeah. not just Kramnik, but that a lot of our top players are, maybe it's also in the character, but are going a little overboard, thinking everybody's cheating against them all the time. I feel especially 
with the top guys, that mindset is yeah creeping in, or the topic is around more and more and more. And I feel it's a bit dangerous because if these guys think everybody's treating, in my mind, not always correctly, like who do we have as good judges if the top players just think? Uh, yeah, no, that's it's happening. No, all no, the time. Okay, okay, I mean they are just and I I played it myself. I mean I played this play in. Uh, I qualified a couple of times for this division, once for division two, once for division uh, three. Just to be clear, you were not cheating, right? Mm, I wouldn't think so, no. no okay. Last uh, time, I think he was, cl- there was no one. Uh... Yeah, no, I mean, like, I didn't see no, the Kramnik video on no, the no, game. No, but, you. Uh, no, yeah, because, yeah, uh, I played Kramnik. Actually, I won a mini match with Kramnik, but the first game was quite funny. I mean, uh, I was winning, and uh, then when he he could repeat moves or give mate, I which I actually didn't see. And actually, it's funny that when he is repeating move, I mean, it's mating four for him. So I don't think he's suspecting me. Uh, and then I I, I won the second game, but who knows? Uh, I don't know. But I played. I mean, like a lot of playing, I played like four or five. Uh, then I played this, uh, these leagues, uh, these matches, and I don't, I never had, maybe call me like naive, but, or maybe people think I'm too bad to, to cheat against me, but I never had the, the feeling, you know, I'm checking my games afterwards, and it's just fairly, fairly standard, fairly normal. I, I never had any doubts, you know, it's up and down. I get my chances, they get their chances. And it's all very, you know, only against Magnus, he didn't get any chances. So I just, I just crushed him uh, in, in, in the qualifier. But that was what, I mean, at some point you, you know, you hit the ball uh, one time out of 100 and it happens that day. So, um, yeah, overall, I think they are just, and Fabi uh, seems to think the same and MVL also tweeted about that, like, uh, because uh, Kamnik is giving a number that he's saying that he thinks that 20% of Grandmasters have already cheated once or small help or something online, which I think is too too much. I mean, I cannot imagine 20% of title players. Yeah. I think it's way too high. Even this title Tuesdays, uh, I mean, I didn't have any suspicion or I mean maybe I'm too I'm I'm definitely too naive because um I, I never I mean I never felt that someone was cheating against me online but you know sometimes I'm getting uh hating back on chess.com you know you play some games and suddenly you get a message and this guy was caught for cheating and you get some some hating back so no for me this happens a lot but I always know pretty much Instantly, Instant. but I also don't play these serious events like yeah. I play whatever rapid games on, on leeches or somewhere, explain some stuff, and normally I get the most obvious of cheaters who take their four seconds per move and play the first ten move randomly and then perfectly. Like obviously, those are round, but uh, I think they get banned fairly efficiently. No, but my point was, and I'm not sure if I'm right about this, but clearly cheating exists online, but it's very hard to. Um, 
point out the real cases if uh, a lot of the top players are convinced that everybody's cheating all the time anyway, and in a way, it yeah makes it easier for the cheaters. If we get this attitude or this vibe, yeah, everybody's cheating all the time, but we can't prove it then, because I think it happens, but by no extent to the no. um, amount that uh, people think or talk about privately. And if that's what the top players believe, uh, what judges do we have left? I think no, that of the course, editor has gotten a lot of... You, you, you mentioned you also had this in Banter Blitz, you know. Uh, of course, people were uh, sometimes on Chess24 when we used to this Banter Blitz, I'm sure. I mean, I noticed even some people who were clearly cheating against me, uh, but it was some complete amateurs. So the most dangerous, I think that they have a point, is some, some good guy. Strong and oh, no, of course. Who would cheat like three times a, a, a game, let's say? Who takes three jokers? Uh, I think point. it happens less than people think, and <sighs> everybody keeps talking about how easy it is to cheat online. But it's still, people don't, I don't know, it's some effort, and people don't know what can be detected and what not. And I really doubt that. Yeah, I don't know if you get help, the, like, the let's mechanism. say, three times a game. No, of course, it's not difficult. I mean that's, no, of that's... course it's it's doable. I just don't think it happens. Yeah, but if you get help, you think you get caught if you get help. Let's say two, three times a, a game, which could be a huge uh, edge. I, I don't know. Uh, that that I, don't I, really know. Don't. I, I think we've been through this overall. In a case like me, or but any player has been playing online for a long time. You sort of know my level, and you have thousands of games of sample size. And if that goes up significantly, I'm not sure that that's definite proof, but it's not just I cheated this move, that move, and that move. It's the centipawn loss per per 100 or whatever. No, and that goes up significantly. It's a bit of a problem that, I mean, well, the top players generally know each other, but of course uh, now a lot of new names are going to pop up. That's also the idea of... Uh, Kramnik inviting Hans to to uh, Amsterdam, right? So that you can get a personal idea of their their level. And uh, while I think at some I point, I think very few people have doubts that Hans can play. No, maybe Kramnik has never met yeah, him. But, but you maybe not have a clue about his his real level. I think, for instance, during the candidates tournament in two thousand third, sorry, was it fourteen? No, thirteen. When I was Magnus uh, second, um, well. They were doing some kind of anti-cheating measures, but um, well, for instance, I think Aronian was joking that uh, you know the toilet was uh, not guarded, and everybody know from Godfather that's where you hide the the the, the things uh, and such. And basically, well, it's based on trust. Everybody knows each other for a long time. We know their level of play. Should that suddenly change dramatically, people would be suspicious. That's more difficult these days. I mean. I don't know if Kramnik had ever seen uh, Niemann physically before. I mean, I can see yeah. the top 100. I know, you know, all guys like Laurent, right? But there might likely be people I barely know who is, and I've never spoken to Chess about. And that can trigger some kind of uh, suspicion, obviously, I think. No, well, I know. So, um, yeah. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. No, uh, no my, my point also, Kramnik is, is making up these this things that... Uh, they are cheating less. They are, they are not cheating against Naka or Carlsen. That's why they win all the time. Or Kawana, because uh, it would be obvious. But they are cheating against him or, or, or these kind of players. And they are playing much better, according to statistics, against him. And actually, I think personally, I mean, I'm playing much better uh, against him than against Naka or Carlsen because 
is creating less problems, less questions. I mean, this guy Naka, uh, when I play against him in Title Tuesday, I mean, every move is trying to trick you to ask some some questions. It's very, I mean, it puts a lot of pressure. I can guarantee. While against Kamnik, I mean, he will play this uh, Fianchetto stuff, you know. I mean, you play your Catalan. Um, there's no, it's not the same. I mean, it's just different. You make less mistakes if you are not under pressure. I mean, against Naka, you are, I mean, you can check my title Tuesday games against him. I mean, he puts so much pressure. He's playing fast. He's looking for tricks. Uh, it's just uh, very hard to play against him. And you make more mistakes, of course. Yeah, that's never been an exact metric anyway. And of course, I agree with your point, but similar to the old point that I think Kramnik himself was making fewer mistakes than Kasparov. And I'm sure the same goes the other way. People were playing more accurately against Kramnik than against Kasparov because if someone plays more sharply of and course. is trying to create more of a mess, more mistakes will happen. Then online with these very fast guys, of course, if they play very quickly like Nakamura and very often play non-standard openings, of course, there will be. Yeah, exactly. Way yeah, more mistakes, so that statistic can be. Yeah, last time you played A6, C6, uh, first two moves against me, I, well, I lost in 20 moves. I mean, if you look at the game, you think I'm a complete... That is a rough opening. Be- yeah, no, I'm, I'm a complete beginner. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, it puts pressure from the... Actually, you're right. I mean, from the very first move, it puts pressure because you're... You're just out. You have to take the center. I mean, you are not used to it. No, you allow me to play 20 moves of Berlin Theory. I'll also play better. Than yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's there is definitely some... But what uh, you are saying is that, well, we just love these numbers because, uh, well, it's numbers. They have this kind of magnetic uh, attraction to it, but that we cannot trust them at all. It's not a reasonable way. Of, it, yeah. it, maybe it's what we have, but it's not something you trust, right? Yeah, because he's saying that uh, the accuracy level is, is, is higher against teams than against Naka or, or Magnus, but because it's not the same kind of problems. I mean, he said to some extent, uh, yeah, but he doesn't realize that um, I think uh, his mistake is that uh, he doesn't realize the level of pressure you are under. Uh, it's weird that maybe he doesn't realize he's not uh, as good a, as he used to be, uh, simply. And that Naka is putting 10 times more pressure than uh, than, than Kamnik. I mean, that's, that's for sure. That's 100% sure. Um, I did this test or uh, example that uh, Grandmaster, Australian Grandmaster Smurden was doing. Smurden is, is a Grandmaster, but also have an academical degree. And he was basically having a test where you got certain some games and you should guess which was uh, detected cheaters and not. And I think I scored ridiculously badly. I don't know how easy it is to just you know detect if that's cheating or not. Um, for me, it wasn't. Are you allowed to use an engine while you're doing the test? Um, I don't know if you were. I can say as much as I didn't. So it's probably not a very thorough examination. But um, I don't know. It's... Uh... It's it's hard and uh... and co- coming back to Hans, uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to defend him. I mean, he was he admitted he was cheating online, and you know, uh, someone who was cheating on a regular basis online. I mean, it's hard to trust him uh, uh, for sure. So, but I saw him. I saw he's playing in this, not in this Blitz society. I wasn't there, but afterwards, the Blitz society is a bar in Paris where where you uh, you guys. 
Well, he played a match with Maxim. I think it was like uh, Swiss three, and then uh, Maxim won the Armageddon. So it was or two two, and then Maxim won the Armageddon. And I saw him playing some some blitz games with uh, with Musa in, in in some bar. I can tell you, I mean, it's not. I mean, I would let's say uh, from the people we all know. I mean, against Jordan, uh, I would I would put my money on on Neiman. Uh, against Dubov, I would put my money on Dubov too, uh, for sure. But uh... but to be fair, you think our friend Jordan is a horrible chess player who barely <laughs> no, knows how the pieces move. Although no. he's back back to the twenty seven hundred plus club, won a bunch of rating two seven oh yeah. No, he's good. He's good. No, he's a very, same very, 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 where it belongs. very very good chess player. We had a nice game in in French league this year. So that was uh, <laughs> that was very welcome. Uh, no, but in Blitz, he's not. It's not his best. Time the thing control, is, it works. Say. You treat him like a putzer, and then he plays like a putzer against you. Like <laughs> he just some 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 tactics in one move. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that was fun. I don't think fun. sort of Jordan being uh, in the proximity of uh, Laurent physically is helpful for his career, right? It will just uh, ruin his confidence because I think that goes for anybody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best piece of chess for advice you will ever get. So. Oh, no, but let's say he's around. I mean, Neiman probably his level is around twenty-seven hundred. But doesn't no, mean. No, that's what I'm saying. He can play and he can play blitz. Doesn't mean he might have done. Yeah, wrong, but doesn't mean he's in, not... in the past. But this uh, thing we need to fill him out to see if he knows the rules of chess. I don't think that applies. But you remember yeah. some of the video interviews he he did in in St. Louis, right? There, at some point, it's an he... extreme uh, situation. I don't Pro- think probably, it. it's just there. Again... Well, um, no, no. I, well, it's not an argument. It's just that. Um, well, he has a different chess understanding. It's it's hard yeah. for me to grasp his level. Well, you feel the same way about Laurent, no? If Laurent gives the no, interview no. this game, Laurent is not different. It's just worse. I mean, here <laughs> I think there is sort of uh, less. Uh, I basically no, no, think... of course, no. He's playing completely different. I mean, completely different chess and so what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know. I mean, that has could, been could debated be. a lot, but I think there were also many layers of what personality, what he was trying to. Yeah. No. Information he was trying to give and what he was trying to come across. I mean, there was no and you weird, see... uh, weird show all over the place. I don't know if you guys saw his videos. Well, first of all, so the first video where he said, "Did you miss me?" I mean, like a whole chess world. Did you miss me? So it's kind saw of saw the one minute video. Right. And the next one where he's, I mean, like actually, uh, he said to uh, Kamnik that he he respects him and he wants to be coached by him. So he said it to. To meet him in in real life, and yeah, it's it's clear he's playing. You know, like he's, uh, you know, he thinks he. I, I think he really thinks he will be the best one day, which has uh, absolutely zero chances to happen. But he really believes in it, and why not? People have dreams. It's good. Also, normally, even if you don't become the best, it's bad. Better to be confident or overconfident. Yeah, for sure. Is Kramnik a good judge? I mean, remember how he said about Nakamura, right? Well, can Nakamura be the best in the world? He said, yeah, if all of us quits, right? I mean, he didn't have... Uh, Nakamura is not the best in the world. But he's actually been number two, uh, as far as I understand, right? That's much better than what Kramnik would uh, think was possible, at least based on what he was saying at the time. No, but uh, actually Kramnik had uh, harsh words about... Basically, everyone except Magnus. I mean, he expects Magnus, like he puts Magnus there uh, above all of us. And then 
Aliesa, I mean, like, <laughs> Aliesa is not, I don't know what he said about Aliesa, why he was coaching him two months before. <laughs> so, you he know. said nice things about Vichy too, but again, it probably becomes generational, yeah. right? That you have difficulties understanding yeah. the, the, the next uh, generation. Yeah, and also think he's guilty of what I, or maybe, maybe not Laurent, but Peter and I, to some extent, might be guilty of too, if you're old school and you're leaning very much on the side of opening theory and uh, quote-unquote correct play and analysis, which I think Kramnik also does, because he's not an idiot. He's one of the greatest players who ever lived. He beat Kasparov. He knows uh, everything there is about chess. But I think he's judging players mainly by what he sees in the openings and chess culture and these values, which I also I think I overrate and I underrate practical skills and psychology and yeah tactics and so on so if someone's just much stronger in that department i think it's uh, and on the kramnik scales he will be lower and it's something i'm guilty of quite a bit as well if you see it's very hard there but he still won the game i mean well we are still working a lot with computers and we were not not nearly as strong as kramnik i mean for us it's easier to adjust to that we were wrong about some of our beliefs right I don't know how it can be for, for Kramnik to actually update some of his uh, strategic beliefs when he was uh, perhaps the best in this... Uh, this, this yeah, but for me, it's similar. Like, I could yeah. understand why Kramnik was strong because it's what I was trying to do. I was just yeah, 100 yeah. times weaker. Well, you're just weaker. I still struggle to right? understand why, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know, Nakamura or Ali Reza because that's something I couldn't even even emulate like this keeping the tension and there's always tricks and uh, stuff in the position and like yeah i've got I... to realize that they're trying to win a game of chess and they're doing that quite yeah i uh, think that's su- basically su- there. Su- successfully right? <laughs> trying to win yeah. chess games not yeah. analyzing and you know, also the, the funny part the last, i mean the last thing that he's trying to make sense about online blitz i mean like if you, if you look at mvl some days I mean, his level is just up and down. I mean, because sometimes he just doesn't care. I mean, he's just there. Also completely random, as you said. Yeah. People are lying on their couch. You might yeah. have been drinking. You might have just yeah. eaten. You might need a nap or something. Yeah, no, I mean, that's... I mean, it's just yeah, killing this... time. No, it's what people do. There was an yeah. image I really enjoyed from this uh, speech as much yesterday that, well, they don't have, care about dress code. So you have Magnus there sits in some kind of uh, golf T-shirt, but he sits there with a cup with a picture of himself in a suit, right? So, I mean, it becomes uh-huh. the, the completely reversed. I mean, it's just a very different that you say. You can see that Nakamura, I don't know if he's simming, singing or humming or doing uh, head shakes and stuff like this. And uh, it feels weird, but also cool to some extent. It's just so extremely different, right? I mean, it more feels like a tennis match in terms of, okay, now I played a good ball. Okay, this one I hit it horribly and such. It becomes so different from how we were grown up, right? That chess has to be correct and uh, about understanding. And, well, I'm sure me and Jan, we greatly sort of uh, diminished the sporting aspects of our game. We were trying to make it as little sportive as possible, right? Yeah. I'm not sorry if I offend you, but that's trying to make sure. You have to think as little as possible over the yeah, yeah. Uh, over the board, or fight mm-hmm. as little as possible. Yeah. You'll still get quite far because knowledge will take you somewhere. Oh, yeah. and we still have a lot of guys, even in the top, that are mainly knowledge based and not play based. But that's why, yeah, it's <clears throat> hard for me to understand guys. They are tilting a little the other way, but results results don't lie, and it's a game and- we have to beat the other player at the end. Of and the the funny part uh, of the last Kramnik hence uh, story is that. We played last Monday, uh, whatever this uh, play-in, the last of the season. So play-in, uh, you try to qualify for the Championship Tour. 
uh, Division 1, Division 2, Division 3. And the funny part, oh, I, 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 I actually played and I, I, did, I did terribly, horribly. I don't know what Kamniko would think about that, but yeah, that kind of happens. Bad shape. So it's 10 plus 2, so it's, it's, very, it's very fast. If you're in bad shape, you can do horribly, but very funny part. Sometimes you play perfect, then yeah. sometimes you can't play at all. Like, I mean, it doesn't seem yeah. normal. And actually, I mean, to qualify, uh, so they both uh, end up in, uh, in between place 8 and uh, 9 and 32. And they were paired uh, together to, to get to second league. So it, it, it means that the, the winner, so they had a match because you have the match at the end of the play-in. And the winner of this match would play the uh, second division and the loser would play the third division. So it was funny that, I mean, like by complete accident, because you can play so many other players, they again played together. Hans beats Kramnik. Actually, I, I yeah, I beat Kamnik. Uh, actually, I noticed I played my match uh, against Kamnik at the end of one day uh, of some some some. I mean, he was incredibly tired. He was playing quite poorly. Uh, that especially the second game, he was. I, I felt that he was tired. He was playing, you know, much uh, slower and uh, really poorly. So at the end of the day, I guess he is becoming quite hard as well. But uh, so Niemann beat Kamnik and then Kamnik announced that uh, there is so many obvious <laughs> cheaters and so on uh, that he, he, he won't play anymore on Chess.com. Has he not played since? Um... I, I don't know. I don't think he did. It was last Monday where he caught Saturday. So... I don't think he did. He's busy on this Levitov chess week. So I, I, I don't think he did, but I didn't check. So, um, yeah, which is, again, in this play-ins, I don't know. Maybe there's some few guys, uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's few guys cheating, but it's not, first of all, it's not obvious at all. And it's not, it's not guaranteed. Uh, no guarantee at all. I mean, so... Yeah, I don't know. You should uh, you should talk to him and report to us next week, Jan. Yeah, I will. I that will be very interesting. No, it's yeah, it's complicated because I'm I'm sure he has some valid points, but there's so so much he thinks that it's not so easy to filter out what I would consider valid points. But yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> sure, the topic will stick around. Some chess here. I think they probably start playing ten minutes at the time of. Recording, Levon Aronian going strong. Your boy Dubov beat Kramnik in the first round, playing very accurately. Um, yeah, but on that, mainly people hanging out some ten plus five games. Yeah, I didn't follow at all. To to be to be honest, what is just some Wesley, friendly? Wesley struggling. But yeah, haven't haven't kept track, but some some good chess being played. Vichy, I guess it's, Rocky Soil, as always, hasn't lost a game. It's very friendly atmosphere, no? That's the point, yeah? I would I would think so, yeah. Yeah, it's, just... To... Yeah, they're trying to recreate this Monaco vibe. Yeah, like, people take it seriously, of course. But try not to play too boringly. It's more about the vibe. The results, although I'm sure they will want to win. So, shootout to Levitov Channel. 
I mean, I was watching uh, this uh, 24 hours with Kasparov, like the first 12 hours. Uh, it's a subtitle in English. It's just fantastic, fantastic content. Did you watch some of... Yeah. I mean, no, I haven't seen it. I just fantastic. So it's a Russian, but you, you can read. It's in Russian, and you, you have subtitles in English. I just great content. I mean, Kasparov, of course, is very. Uh, I mean, no, in general, from what I hear, there's a lot of excellent content. I think a lot is in Russian, so I normally don't don't make an effort. But he's trying to do things that other places. Don't yeah, do. I know. So it's, it's twenty four hours. I mean, our like, top top players think and so on. So it's. it's there is only only twelve hours for the moment, which is already quite a lot, and it's just uh, I'm just binge uh, watching the, the the stuff when it when it's out. I mean, like I just uh, he's a very good interviewer, and uh, of course, Kasparov, you don't need to give him so. You know, he can talk by himself he as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's always interesting to. To see, I mean, this cup of Kasparov match. I mean, like I grew up with that, and uh, I'm always, you know, I, I read so much about it. I, I I watched so many videos, but still, <laughs> so such a magic on these matches uh, that, yeah, I never, I never, I I never get, uh, you know, enough. I mean, just just fantastic to to listen to that. Yeah. Same here. I don't watch a lot of chess content, as you know, but that uh, I yeah. might, might actually do. Yeah, that's the only chess content I'm watching. Content, uh, always fun to learn new wrinkles and stuff from the guys that were involved. So what else do we have going on? So Peter's Peter gone, left, so can he's... we finally speak freely about, about Fide? <laughs> Any new sponsors? <laughs> Fide, please. We are still available. For any any jobs. sure, appeals we saw committee. Susan Polgar made the appeals committee. Ah, the question we have is why not us? Oh yeah, why Mexico, Mexico, Hablo Espanol. <laughs> si, señor. Puerta decía, no pasa nada. Entiendo el español. No hablo. Mi 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 español es muy muy malo, muy malo. Pero, pero um, entiendo, entiendo todas las cosas. Oh, impressive. You, you do speak some, so, some Spanish. I, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to, to, to speak. I studied like six years at school. So oh, okay. not as good as your French. Four years of, of French. So... Yeah, you speak much better French than... Uh... <laughs> 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 yeah, so, yeah, please. I mean, behave yourself, Fide. Uh, Emil, if you are listening to that, I'm sure you do. Uh, you should find a job. We can, uh, yeah. Then we'll talk a lot. We will we, we'll say a lot of good things about you. Don't worry. Yeah, I need a line of work, Emil. Now <laughs> that the Rapid Team Championship is has ended with a glorious victory, <laughs> I need stuff to do. My only requests are it's a five, six star hotel in some exotic location. I don't have to do too much, but other than that, very easy going. So yeah. the appeals committee, I think it's perfect. Yeah, please. So what, what is, is going on? There's the AI Cup is coming up. AI, artificial intelligence. That's Champions Chess Tour. Who's playing? Magnus, Giri, Nakamura, Nepomneshi, Mamedyarov, 
Oh, and two Frenchmen, MVL two and Alireza. Yeah, two Frenchmen. So I will watch my boys, and I will be paid to do oh. that. To pay, pay I to... will take Magnus and Naka, and you can have MVL, Alireza. I don't even want odds, just because I like you. <laughs> yeah, um, no. Wow. No. Would you take... Okay, you can have Giri too. I don't want Giri. I give you Giri. Okay, I take Magnus and Naka and Giri. You take MVL, Alireza and Nepomnesh. Ah, come on, come on, come on. I think I can take... You think... I think Magnus and Naka against the rest of the field is already uh, very unfair, no? Yeah. Magnus but, uh, against I the rest of the field could, could you be... you can get Alireza and MVL, like how could they be underdogs? Do you think Magnus is a favorite against the rest of the field or not? Probably. He's won a little more than half of these, no? Yeah. <laughs> I, I so, can, but he never I, had to deal with both Alireza and MVL. I Depends can, if Peter... Peter will, I can reveal that Magnus? I'm not uh, physically okay. uh, at the presence of Magnus during the... So then, then it's one. Ah, okay. It's one for Magnus. Then I'll take uh, Magnus against the field. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it will be interesting. I will report... I'm I'm commentating that, so that's that's okay. But well, let's make it more fair to still exploit your French bias. If I take Nakamura and the Pomashi, and you no, get MVL take, and Alireza, no, but take your boy Gay. Come on, he's good. Look, he's well prepared. His openings are great. He can change every game. He can play one one e four, one d four, one c four. He's amazing. You take Gay. You take Giri, okay, I take, I take Giri, and you get Mamedyarov on top of. No, no, no! I take Maxim. I take Maxim or Aliaza against Giri. No, you no. choose. You <laughs> choose. You pick. Pick, pick your <laughs> French guy. Hmm. No, I want you to have both French guys, and I have the competing package. <clears throat> ah, you mean you have like? Okay. I have Nakamura and Epomnesi. No, 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 no. You don't take Nakamura and Magnus, and you get the rest. You get the four. You get the, the four, Lazavik, Mamedyarov, Giri, and Nepo, and I get the two French guys. No, no. <clears throat> <sighs> Come on. Okay, we're not proposing fair yeah. deals to each other, so it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. Yeah. I can be an impartial judge if I get ten percent if you want. But... Uh, that's um, basically what we keep telling Fide. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we can be impartial judges if we get ten percent. Um <laughs> Yeah. Well, what okay, can we so do? We'll we can see. draft, but okay, whoever drafts first uh, gets Magnus, so that's all right. Fair as well. You need to leave we can Magnus draft out. without Magnus. We take yeah, turns. Yeah, you need to have Magnus players. out of the equations. That's how it is. And uh, well, if Magnus wins, his second place wins, right? For your bet concern. Yeah. And we do a snake draft. So you can take number two, and then I'll take three and four. Then you take five. Or the other way around. Whichever way you want. Are you talking to me? Yes. Yeah, he was making no, your No, I, I want the two French guys. You take Naka and someone else. Okay, then I start. I get uh, the first pick. We don't take Magnus. I take... Come on. Don't I don't take Nakamura, okay. <laughs> he plays take... Magnus in the first round. I take right? Ali Aza and Maxim. I take Nepomnishi. <laughs> I take... Mamedyarov and Lazavik. Irinho! <laughs> okay, okay, we have a record, but I got who I wanted, no? I got Giri, Nakamura, Nepomnishi. 
I mean, come on, you didn't want gay. Not as the first pick, but uh, I would definitely take <laughs> as over. As, 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 as like, uh, so I think you gave me some equity there. As the last pick. No, no, no. He <laughs> He's a good last pick. for events, come on. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, won one, that's true, actually. Oh, we heard about it for, for weeks or years, even. We're still <clears> hearing about it. But mainly I want a reason. Because it's hard, because I like them, actually. It's more fun to root against the French guys because I know you're rooting for them. So I think this is... Maxime actually is in great shape uh, these days. He wants his Tata still uh, rapid. And then he he crushed completely Gukesh and Sarin in this uh, split chess championship, which I was... I mean, I was a bit surprised. I mean, he's very good, of course. Very strong blitz players. But Sarin is kind of a blitz specialist. And he finished like 10 points ahead. And with Gukesh, it was even worse for Gukesh. He gave a good fight to, to Naka. So the French guys with two names is, is back, it seems. At least but his ambition bit. shouldn't be to give a good fight to Naka. He should try to beat Naka and Magnus. At least I mean, he tried, he, he tried to beat him. No, of course he's trying, but he should be beyond that level. We can't praise him for giving a good fight and losing clearly. <laughs> yeah, okay. But he qualified also for that. So. No, no, of course he's strong, but I'm saying he's world-class in blitz and no one else there. No, but he's back. I mean, like, it's, it's what I meant. That's, he had some very poor results. His classical rating is very uh, low these days. He's 27, 27, I think, or something like that. So it's very low for his standards. But uh, let's see. Yeah, I think mean. he's working on whatever was in classical. Maybe these mm-hmm. opening problems and yeah, getting new new coaching on somewhere never affected him so much in Rapid and Blitz, where his hand is still, still amazing. Yeah. We'll find out. What else do we have on the agenda? Do we have questions? We have Anybody questions. listening to this? Questions from you Patreons. Do we have Patreons? Are we rich? Ricardo Pravia is saying, question for the next episode. Assuming not all your audience is hardcore GMs, I'm assuming at this point it's, it's Grishuk and Erwin Lamy who told me the other day. So Lamy? Wow. Yeah. But also includes noobs like me. I had some random questions. Poker we- chess. Since you have played both poker and chess, can you talk a little about how tilt expresses itself in each? I just recently had my first chess tilt, and I was surprised by the terrifying amount of self-hatred that laced the experience. No idea what you're talking about. I love myself. In poker, I just hated the universe or devolved to this is just a stupid game, this whole side is rigged. Yeah, I think that's the main point in poker. Even though you know deep down maybe you're tilting and you're playing badly, you can often it is a bad beat or something that triggers your tilt where you feel it's uh, it's rigged the universe against me and then you start playing badly and throwing your money away. Well, in chess, you can still try to blame it on outside events, but normally it's more clear. It's you who was being an idiot. So the self-hatred is a little more direct while in poker. At least you can lie to yourself that it was external events that made you, but don't that you made think you play badly. That we tilt in uh, all kind of uh, events in life and in sports. For instance, I can tilt in golf. You know, there's a, you, you make a bad tweet on the first tee and suddenly, you know, you cannot play at all. These kind of things, right? I mean, yeah. I think it's not only chess and the um, 
poker. What does have that to do with tilt? That you make bad twists and you can't play golf at all? Like, well, then you start thinking about it and you get into a bad mood and you start playing worse. And when you play worse, you get all these negative thoughts, which m massively uh, affect your level of play. I mean, I, I can, well, uh, I can tilt both in poker and chess, but I can definitely also tilt in golf. Uh, I'm sure this, this mindset, I thought I don't know how it works in football. Maybe you don't have the ball so often in a way. I don't know. But you also see football players tilt, right? Someone, yeah, for sure. you know, someone makes a bad dribble on you, and you feel humiliated, and you take a red card. I mean, tennis, you miss as much. I mean, it's yeah. the same. You know, in the West yeah, sport, also right? it can express itself subtly. No, in football, I don't know. You yeah. start looking more for your own brilliancy, and you don't make the right pass, and whatever. There are many ways. Mm -hmm ways to tilt and it's the same in chess some guys they can even translate it into some sort of energy and start play, playing well when on tilt but overall I think it exists in all forms just in poker it's more subtle because you often have this excuse of ah that yeah. was a bad beat in the universe against me well in chess it's more direct self-hatred for me it goes very quickly I can play a couple of games well then do something stupid and I'm back to also, I mean, myself results are pretty linearly distributed in, in chess and uh, golf and whatever. While in poker, you can get rid of a bunch of money very quickly, right? Based on the structure of the game. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's, it's worse to tilt there. I don't know. I was tilting last Monday in this plane. I mean, I was so, so annoyed. First game, I just blundered the hook. I mean, like, my hook was under attack. I didn't move it. That was... Really a bad start, and I started to play poorly. That is the first. No, it's very important to start well because Should start my writing angry letters on the internet. That's how some some great players get rid of their tilt. Okay. Ricardo has more questions. Chess for noobs. I keep running into recommendations about going through classic games. If you had to advise new players, would you ask them to slog through this as well? I don't know. My honest advice is normally do whatever you like doing, and mm -hmm. for us, it was often. Reading books, I always enjoyed reading books about the classic games and the great tournaments, the great champions. Um, yeah, this Kasparov great predecessors gets mentioned often, or Petrosian biography. But I just loved uh, absorbing the chess content. And I think it's useful, especially to some extent, because the, the old guys, especially if you're in the... But even, I think, Capablanca are great. But often they face weaker competition, so you can see the plans more clearly. The one thing that always bothered me, because I believed it for a long time, is if you get some random endgame, and then they tell you, at this point, Capablanca came up with this seven-point plan. Centralize the king, exchange one pair of rooks, trade a second weakness, attack the second weakness, uh, make black go passive, switch back yeah. to the first weakness. Well, he's just making good moves. He's playing move by move like everybody. But I always thought I need this 27-point plan to understand chess. So sometimes it's not so much the games, which I think are very useful, but the explanations that can slightly lead you on the wrong track. But I think classical games. First of all, it's cool to have some chess culture, and there's also a lot to learn from the references. I think it's it's quite cool. And for instance, recently I was just reading a biography on Petrosian, and I thought, I thought, okay, it would have been cool to have studied him more because then... Well, you can see his very practical approach to chess, which I didn't uh, grasp fully at the time. But, well, nowadays you also have access to the games of Leela, of Alpha Zero, of Stockfish. I mean, just studying the classics and not modern computer games uh, or analysis by modern computers would also be horribly wrong, is my impression, right? I mean... Yeah. Not sure. Not really? I mean... I think modern computer games, especially... Not, no, not games, but let's say... 
overwhelming. But, well, yeah, 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 but not not using uh, Endians to understand chess will also handicap you to quite a, some extent. I really don't know. I don't think it depends on the level. I would say early on, like uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, make yeah. opening preparation, maybe. But I think even a lot of the dominating players of our times. So you hear these stories about Gukesh. He grew up with a computer that many people benefited from adding the computer to the mix later. So I'm not noobs, that hard. familiar with the t- term noob. I don't know what that translates to in uh, beginners. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I think my, my main recommendation is to wa- is to study the classic games between uh, Jan Gustafsson and Etienne Gardet, which are just, ah, yeah, just connect to Yanistan. You just go there, enjoy, learn, that's fantastic. I think they're useful. You have, you have a noob yeah. making all the noob mistakes to explain where yeah. you're thinking. Yeah. Punished indirectly. And even even yeah. the classic games, Capablanca against... No, it's not... Wittmar, yeah, it's, it's different. Wittmar is strong. You need Etienne Gardet. Yeah. You have this third part plan that if it fails, you will just flag the guy. So uh, yeah, exactly. that's, uh, that's the hates, you know, portion of, of yeah, the plan, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, yeah. You're kidding, but it's always a part of the plan, no? With these short time controls, or sure, Nakamura or any of the great quick players. I mean, you put a lot of pressure, and if people withstand the pressure, you do something wrong, you can still win on time. <clears throat> Flagging should always be a part of it. But yeah, the main recommendation, as dumb as it sounds, is normally do what you like. If you like, like looking at openings, do that. Yeah, if you like reading or watching videos about classical games, do that. Hope your brain puts it together. No, yeah, actually, also saying, the opening. I think the opening is the most stupid way to actually, in my opinion, for 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 noobs. I mean, it's just just the most. I mean, you you should know that you play in the center, but to to spend like hours and hours on but openings. It also comes with if you watch classical games or really any games. Openings are a part of any game, and yeah, yeah. Of I course, mean, it's a part it of the game. But with, yeah, you go for yeah. the center, and if they attack something, you react. They play the scotch, you don't play three bishops c5 because you learned you have to develop the bishops. So, concrete game and all that. But three yeah, there's bishops, memorizing before you understand the basics, I think, is very yeah. counterproductive. Uh, anyway. No, it depends. If you want to enjoy the games and study the classics, if you want to score points, then do tactics because. Tactics. Uh, yeah, yeah, tactics is uh, just uh, you generally end the game. I mean,. Uh, most of the game. No, so you need chess. a decent position to get tactics. So uh, yeah. I mean, uh, openings and uh, culture. I think they are part of it. Like just doing tactics, and then you always get crappy positions. The tactics often won't work in your favor. But of course, it can be. Has fun. there actually been tactics. done any kind of systematic uh, research on this sort of some projects where they, you know, take uh, hundred beginners and uh, have some placebo groups and such, and make people study certain things and see how they develop? Else, it strikes me that. Our advice are just sort of mythological and based on guesses, right? There's no one who really knows, is there? That's what I'm saying. No one really knows. The only yeah. thing we know is that you have to put in a lot of hours. There's yeah. no shortcut. There's no training plan with no. 20 minutes of tactics, 20 minutes of openings, 20 minutes of... I, I mean... Ritia Yechin, I mean, it's... Uh, I think at least me and we Jan, know. we just that's loved chess. What, if Lorang loved it or just uh, wanted it for the fame, I don't know. But, uh, I mean... I think Lorang loves... Playing chess, yeah, he loves playing chess. We, we yeah, might yeah. love information, but he's, yeah. a, he's actually a chess player. Mm-hmm. No, no, of course. I, I love uh, sitting with a computer engine looking at uh, weird openings. While I think for Laurent, that has to be sort of uh, combined with the payment, right? While uh, for, Laurent actually enjoys playing, and I, I cannot recall the last time I played a game of chess, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
And last question from Ricardo. At some point, Laurent stated categorically that all new players should start with E4. Being the rank amateur I am, I'm now an E4 player. Any other similar advice? First I, of all, I that's terrible advice. Play D4. The other noobs will have no idea what to do. They go D5. You go C4. They all play Knight F6. You go CD5. They go Knight D5. You go Knight F3. Then you go E4. You have position an E4 player could only dream of. You have the center. You control not, everything. I, I, can't, I can't remember. I said some. You are making giving like them that. an easy fix to get a good position. You're not trying to teach them uh, how to. Queen's Gambit. Watch it. It worked well for Beth Harmon. She never played the Queen's Gambit. She played all these shops of silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I don't know. I think there's some argument to be made for E4 because you get more open positions, peace development, getting your king to safety. It's a little easier. But also many people get stuck playing the symmetrical Italian every game. Well, you play D4, you get more exposed to other problems early on. So I never I, played E4. Look I, where it got me. I don't know about the, the beginners, but generally, I mean, when I speak to sort of talents and such or their parents, they will talk about we should have a repertoire. And I said, not necessarily. You should have several. You should be able to do a lot of stuff. Uh, of course, I'm a bit, you know, influenced by watching players like Magnus, right? But I mean, well, I regret, for instance, with my own career that I got, well, I started out as an E4 player, but I got so so stuck as being a D, D4 player. I should definitely have played E4 much more as well. And uh, I think no. you have to be a good chess player. This idea that you should play E4, D4, I think you should play... Well, you both, are clearly both, both, a D4 both. player. I mean, both of you, actually. Uh, that's just because I turned into to do that. No, I think, no, I think you... You can still try to force draws in E4 and play sharply, but slightly like... <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. I mean, we could argue about this. Only I think it makes sense to have a repertoire, at least starting out, especially with black, to have one repertoire. You don't need to play all the openings and be be terrible in all of them. And yeah, with white later on, often it shifts to trying to be flexible, surprise people. But also with mm. white, I mean, there are so many grandmasters who play whatever the Italian every game, and then maybe they change something and move twelve sometimes. <laughs> but you can get very far playing the same stuff every game. I mean, my main advice, although I understand that shortcuts are attempting and can often lead to success as well, to play decent stuff doesn't matter if it's E4 or D4, but choose some main lines, don't play <clears throat> whatever it is, the, the Vienna every game and hope. After knight c3, knight f6, f4, they take the pawn, even though it's very tempting and every noob always assumes, but everybody else knows the main line, so I need to do something stupid. That will surprise them. They all end up playing the same. They all play Grand Prix attack against the Sicilian, or <clears throat> no, I actually don't know the Ponziani, the Stafford, whatever popular crappy openings out are out there. But it's always the same. It's not like you surprise anybody. They're actually more popular than the real open openings in many cases. And that doesn't help you because you get stuck always hoping for the same trick. Anyway, don't best of luck to Ricardo. <laughs> That's amazing. Unless advice. you're Nakamura. Unless you're Nakamura. <laughs> All right. I Oof. think that's that's it from us. Shall we leave the floor to Peter? Peter, do you have a segment prepared? I could have, but I mean, it's been like three weeks and last time we were more like I would need an entire conference. So maybe I'll start a we fresh We keep topic. telling you, you should do the podcast with Dodgy. You can have an entire podcast. Yeah, but we would just more or less agree. It would be more interesting to, I mean, you know, 
we are like, uh, you should see us as someone who wants to change the world. It's much more interesting for me to talk with you so I could influence you. Uh, we have zero interest in talking about the stuff <laughs> that, that interests that's, you. So, I mean, that's the, that's at least the point. find someone like-minded. Yeah, if you no, I, I, I disagree on that. Uh, so. <laughs> you disagree on our <laughs> level of interest. What, what, no, no, what I didn't like from you, Peter, that uh, you said that if you were elected for the president, you would take Yana's. In your, there would be more chances to take Jan in appeals committees uh, rather than me. And that was, yeah, I was, that really, is, I was really offended. I don't I understand that because Jan has. Well, Laurent uh, speaks French. It's one of the four Fide languages. Yeah, that's. True. It's the main. It's the main fédération. The main Fide language. Where, 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 where's the, the anniversary? I really the, think the rules stipulate that you have to be able to communicate in English to be part of these things. Um, but no, I, well, I've said it before. I mean, Jan actually has some years of uh, legal education. That I do. Would be a plus. I do as well. Okay. I do not agree more. Peter, if you're listening, as always, take Peter's advice and <laughs> give me the job. <clears throat> it might be a dream coming true. And uh, I think also... Well, if uh, I forgot his name now, sorry, but uh, if he actually pa paid to us, no, <laughs> Ricardo, if he actually paid for being a Patreon member, he got to ask like four questions. So, Ricardo, yeah, he got a lot, of, a lot of value for his. Uh, and literally his for money. a buck, right? So, yeah, I mean, mm. he got that's, that's actually sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, again, yeah. Okay, the answers were useless, but still. Yeah. No, yeah. no, that, that is uh, maybe right. It's a fitting financial deal for both sides. Okay. So we don't want to talk about that. Mm. I want to go yeah, Jan be a very go. important guest. Jan is in we'll Amsterdam. Back my views on the tournament are well known. The latest city yeah. news. Mm -hmm. Okay. See you. I don't know. My guess, best guest will be some point in October. But who knows? Oh, the yeah. next episode. Yeah. No, we have to wait for golf season to slow I mean, down. No, Laurent and I are available. Um, no, just, well, just Monday till Friday, 10 to 2. Yeah, but we're again, waiting. I mean, 10. You, I mean, well, yeah, we can also record at midnight. We have different sleeping schedules than you. I, I, I understand. <laughs> Your dream of recording at 5 a.m. No, no, I want to record when I put my happening. kids to school. I mean, you offer like 7 a.m. No, I offer <laughs> yeah. 8.30 a.m. local Paris time. 8.30? I, I offer a midnight any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. No questions asked. Midnight, I'm there. Sorry. Okay. But that, yeah. no, what's no. better for you? Midnight or 7.30? It's, it's better midnight, but I'm not always there. No, I'm also <laughs> not happy about it. Just, um, <laughs> I'm saying we have different yeah. schedules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Peter is not even like, he's not making his fide. I mean, he really wants to talk to us. Huh? That's actually he amazing. To, talk to us about fide and convince us. Well, where, I mean, where, where is your Twitter body? I mean, I have some questions. Where is your Twitter body? I mean, there's no no argument with Sutovsky anymore. Where is he? I think... You just gave up. I'm Are pretty you... sure I attacked him sometimes. But, uh, I mean, well, you know, I'm trying to interest him with legitimate, uh, you know, chess political, uh, I mean, problems. I mean, if I have to sort of start being... You know, very personal, uh, and uh, who does what on a personal level to get his attention? That's not my style, right? So, if he doesn't want to play, he doesn't want to play. <laughs> when have you last asked him about his salary and the bonuses? Like, That's not personal. <laughs> need to know. I mean, he's a public uh, <laughs> servant of Fide. That, of course, is a legitimate question. I mean, public well, servant of Fide? We don't know his salary? No, but we know that he gets 
a huge base salary, then he gets bonuses, then he gets paid for being a committee. But how do you know? Then he is uh, in a appeals committee. Yeah, because, uh, we because, we because, Peter. It's a mistake. No, 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 no. I, I want to go. know the salary oh, of Sutovsky. No, 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 no. You, the ah, you don't know. I, but, but why you say it's huge? <laughs> I don't know. All these because guys say it's huge. Work. You can see the general numbers and you can see Standard. how many employees there is. It's uh, not that complicated. So they all make okay. the same? No. I mean, he's the CEO, obviously. I mean, was someone as qualified? So he you? makes disproportionately more than the others? I would assume so. So it's just assumptions. <laughs> you have no know. clue. But again, yeah, no there should be more transparency as such a matter in a, in a respectable <laughs> organization. Especially towards Peter. Just answer yes. Peter on Twitter if he tweets at you. Give him all the well, financial I information. I think that I'm asking and... reasonable questions. I mean, no, I'm so curious to know how sure. much uh, Sutovsky uh, makes. That's very yeah. reasonable. I mean, take my wife, yeah. for instance. You can just look up her salary. She's no, that just, I don't care about the organization. I'm just curious, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this is not about ethics or anything. I'm just curious. <laughs> I want to know how much money he makes. That's very normal in a respect. I think even no, no, of course. If, if you want to know how much the FIFA president is getting a salary, you can just Google it, is my impression. It's, that's how yeah, but are, with the FIFA guys we know that's their only income like they're uh, <clears throat> it's different yeah I don't know but... so Emil answer the question transparency <laughs> you think he's making five numbers uh, uh, a month I think we're in that ballpark yes five numbers um, by the way I, mean, I, I don't need any, any transparency on the appeals committee no but they are they, no but like, that's on the contrary they are extremely transparent you can see the numbers in the in the rules yeah no, that's why we want the job yeah yeah <laughs> fair enough yeah, yeah. no no I mean, we also take cash i mean no worries fide um whatever whatever I, works I, I, yeah. I have sent money to fide recently 75 euros why fide trainer no you are not fit. That's probably they charge you seventy five for every every complaint ah. you have to the <laughs> ethics committee. Bingo! You got it in one. See, see, Laurent. That's why Jan should be in the appeals committee. Yeah, no, of course. It's I mean, you mentioned it before the. But you, is it confidential? You can't Peter talk about it. should send us seventy five euros for every fee yeah. segment, especially if we have to sit. <laughs> Patreon, do that. <laughs> Subscribe. I can. So what, what 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 is your complaint about? Is that confidential? You cannot talk about it, really? I don't want to. Ah, you don't it, want to. It hasn't been. Uh... What transparency? What we have a right to know. Uh, like, of no, course. you don't. Actually, you can read in the rules. Public I'm not, organization. I'm not, a, I'm not allowed. Public to, servants. Yeah, but I'm not allowed to do it. I could be Why? punished. Punished for it because that's the rule. That uh... no, but you just said like one minute ago. I don't want to. I can, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. And want now to you say. Because the rules are rule. once you make a complaint to the ethics commission, you can't talk about it. What the complaint there is, is definitely documents that has to be confidential and such. I don't make the rules, but I try to follow them. I could risk, you know, things like that. So. No, yeah, you don't want to take that that enormous risk. But no. <laughs> I demand transparency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, start tweeting. So you want you do you want to give us? Uh, I, I will mean, complain to the ethics committee. <laughs> Now we don't know what you. Well, you have to cough I'll up. send seventy-five euros. Cough up with seventy-five euros for that money. Fair enough. I mean, what, what, I mean, one of your boys in Amsterdam should be from Fide, no? There's nobody from yeah. Fide, sir. Not I officially, mean, sure. but uh... yeah, I'm sure you can. You can have some information. Ah, Vichy, Vichy, he's uh... Vichy, that is ah, Vichy. Vice President. Give seventy-five to Vichy. I will. I will. 
I'm sure he will gladly take it. I don't know. Probably can't take it. Yeah, it's a it's a bribe, but he can forward them to him. I don't know how stuff. Let's figure it out. Yeah, ask Vichy what's what's the complaint. Does Vichy have access to the complaints database? How does it work? He's vice president. He should have access. No, but what's the complaint about? Let 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 us guess, uh, Jan. It's a good guessing game, no? What is it about? Anything like. Probably some so many from options. the sanctions list. Sponsor, yeah. <laughs> New sponsor. Either uh, women are getting too many tournaments or not enough <laughs> tournaments there. Peter is very complicated. Um, I'm not sure which uh, one, but he could I'm be complaining about ball. something like they, um, some guy. Some guy blocked him on Twitter. <laughs> lack of transparency. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Some tournament is happening with them. I really get the impression you didn't pay attention during the feeder segments. So. <laughs> I very, very strongly try not to. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so what is it? Why you come had a picture next to the Skolkovo Center or whatever? Like, I mean, so, it could be anything at this point. Can, can, uh, can you promise you? us that that we at some point we'll know about it? Who knows? I cannot. No transparency in choosing come the next on, pro no, on, appeals committee. No, of course, if it gets rejected and such, then of course I can talk about it. If it gets taken, I have to follow the procedural rules that uh, ah, has been agreed. If it's rejected, you can talk about it. So that's rules are rules. Rules are rules. <laughs> like we can, we will relentlessly criticize them for whatever they do, but we got to stick to the FIDA rules. No, I think... I don't I want think, the wrath of FIDA. I mean, I don't, I don't want know what... There's what, no one who is guessing on Giri having insulted me on his Twitter account, no? Allegedly. <laughs> No, he didn't insult Ah, yeah, it could be that, could be Giri. The question could be trying to get him doing it. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Could be Giri. Ah. But anyway, your complaint will be rejected, so we'll know soon about it. Could be complaining about Kobalia. Could be anything. We'll find out. I mean, there is two. I think Fia should first charge him more money. Sorry, this is a serious complaint. It costs 750 euros. Yeah, I should be able to. There's a chance he's complaining about us. Probably, no, it's possible. Very, very, very out. Especially me. Outside, um, chance, possible, no? possible, unlikely. I cannot yeah. come up with something that I could. Also, you, uh, Magnus won the match, so all this selling of secrets was twenty twenty one and something. Like that. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think at some point during the last uh, Lorang, I thought, okay, I mean, why are you playing Magnus? Prep. I mean, you're doing so badly anyway in the tournament. Isn't it a waste? Ah, Lorenz doing amazing. I mean, Did I play some prep? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you play now, no? If you play Berlin, oh, that's Magnus Prep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Part I thought <laughs> Magnus Prep. I mean, give us that's a break. Right. You're minus two. D6, you're allowed to play. I mean... Okay, guys. Yeah. Let's go. My kids are back. It's a pleasure. Did... Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this amazing podcast. Well, Date, review, and subscribe. Press the bell on YouTube or do whatever. For more transparency. We really don't care. We need 75 euros per what, week. What Give us 75 euros. We will answer any questions. We need to complain. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.